Hey, welcome to the Houdini and Doyle After Show. Today we're talking about episode 8, Stragoy, and our vampires real. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Wait, Frank, are you driving again? I'm driving, yeah. He's driving yeah. with You're his coaster. You're tuning into the destination Whoa, we are for... that excited. That's right. We're getting the show started again. Hey, guys. Yeah. <laughs> See, we have a late night show, which I think inherently just makes us a little more loopy. Yes, yes, all right, but it's a loopy kind of show, which this episode was kind of comedic. Anyways, uh, hey, uh, my name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. Today we're talking about episode 8, Stragoy, and I'm joined by my awesome co-host... Introduce yourself, guys. Which one? I thought... Okay, (laughs) my name is Ty Matthews. Y'all can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Ty Matthews, P-M-A... Uh, and, you know, lots of wrestling after shows, all that stuff. But sometimes magic, too. You know, and vampires. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you can follow... I'm Frank Rand. You can follow me on Twitter at Happy Go Jackie. No vampires on mine. Sorry. Mm. And then, uh, guys... They don't pop up on General Hospital? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they used to. They used oh, to. That's true. Okay. That is very true. Well. <laughs> Ty got uh, me. Yes. Oh, yes. And I'm afraid my facts today, I co-worker misplaced my book, and so I don't have my facts. But there's a couple things that while we're going through, I'll be like, I remember that, and I will chime in with that information. But um, vaguely what I can remember, something kind of cool, and we'll, I'll reiterate for next time. Uh, one, Houdini was this close to sharing and selling his secrets to his tricks before he made it his big break. Ooh. He was going to be like, I give up. I'm going to sell... He was going to be like the original precursor. Do you guys remember that special on Fox? Oh, yeah. Magic's uh, Greatest Secrets Revealed. Where the, yeah. guy, the, the guy with the mask? Uh-huh. Yeah. So he was this close. <laughs> and then uh, Doyle also was almost ready to turn it in, too, with Sherlock Holmes. But then there was a different publisher and released it. And then it just went bigger. So I see. They Come on, guys. you got to hang in there. These famous people almost didn't do it. <laughs> and this know? episode actually talks a lot about other authors, which I really appreciate. Right? So, what's the going rate, though, for like somebody that wanted to sell off their magic act? Like, I don't know, like, what you charge for. Back like, then, I think. Back then, probably a lot. Back then, like, like obviously pre-internet, like, people would have paid. Quite a bit. Yeah. Quite a bit. So what did you guys think of this episode? I loved it. This might have been so cool. one of my favorites. Like, this and Spring Hill Jack are really up there. I like mm-hmm. the monsters. <laughs> this oh. song is haunting, by the way. What's this song called? This. Oh, yeah. Just so you guys, if you look up Houdini and Doyle's songs, there is a website that does a really good job at totally blank out their name but if you just search it it'll, they, they're doing a tunefind.com it might be tunefind.com thank you very much uh, so they list what they are so this one is called Interfaith by Public Memory mm. and there's a couple songs from previous episodes thank you for reaching out on Twitter and asking about those songs and I was glad to help you find them because uh, this show has some excellent soundtrack music for mm-hmm. sure definitely um, so Frank what do you think about the episode well I, I liked what I'd like the, the running gag is just Houdini really busting to all his chops about other rides uh, like comparing it like it's less than other writers. Yes. Whether it be uh, you know, Mark Twain, yeah. uh, you know, Bram Stoker, Bram Stoker. I loved it. I thought this episode was great too because they brought the comedy back. Mm-hmm. The last episode it went down a little bit because it got a little more serious. Right. But this one it was just like they had the seriousness, they had the scariness, and so much humor was back. It was it just made you like <laughs> I'm so happy to watch the guys <laughs> and lady. So uh, we start off we get this lone creepy man buying something and then walking around and he's following and we're in. But this one said he's in New York City. So then I was a little confused because I don't think yeah at the beginning I thought it said New York City. Hmm, I don't think. But I saw then that. maybe I read it. But on the bottom, I thought it said New York, which makes sense 
in a way, but then it's like, but they're in New York, but I don't, I don't know. Anyway, so we got a guy running around, and he drops this weird bottle, and he runs to a door, and lo and behold, it's Doyle's door. Good intro segue. It's like, yeah. hey, buddy. Hey, BFF. And, yes, totally BFF. What it do? <laughs> and we learn it's Brom Stoker, and we had this argument of Doyle says more like Brom, and Bram is said by Houdini. I think that's literally just Bram their Stoker. accents, like yes, oh, him, totally. like Harry hitting the really hard American A. I'm, I'm so used to hearing more Brom. Bram I've Stoker never heard that. Really? No, oh. really, yeah. Bram I've always Stoker. heard Bram Stoker. Yeah, it's the original tomato tomato guy. Yes, I want to exactly. say it's somewhere <laughs> between. It's almost like an A, like in Brian Brom Bran. So it's not quite a hard A. What do you guys think? Um, that's a good question. Bra- brand like brand flags? Maybe. I don't know. Brand, anyway. Brand Stoker? <laughs> brand Stoker? I don't know. So they have a, we learned it's a prom stroker. And I'm going to say more prom. Uh, so they, prom, a prom like prom almost. <laughs> <laughs> Bra- sure. And Doyle. Bra- <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Doyle's arguing with him and he's got, Doyle's kind of like, Dude, you're just paranoid. I like that little argument. Well, what about the fish? That fish was a weird character. Right, exactly. The cab driver, the fishmonger, yeah. everyone is out to get him. <laughs> yes. And then Doyle goes, well, you have your book being released next week, which we were a little confused. Frank and I were talking about this. Um, it looks like it's just Dracula, but he already released Dracula. So what is this new book? Because at the No, end- he, he had released it in hardback. This is a paperback release. Oh, mm. okay. So probably a more wide release because right. paperback is yeah, more. exactly. Yeah, okay. That makes more sense now. Mm. So he's like, your book is being released next week, and then that means public appearances, and um, Brom's not. He's much more of a private kind of guy. He's very quirky, which we learn. And then he points out to Doyle, he's like, oh, you, you must be okay with those. So here's a fact, though. Doyle was pretty good on public speeches and um, did lectures, and I will get the quote, but one time somebody insulted Doyle by like you're just copying these authors and he's like something like the doll will never be the same as the master so essentially like shut up which I was like I love it it's not exactly I'll bring the quote next that's totally paraphrase but that's essentially how I like like that part better than that (laughs) (laughs) shut up I just I imagine now now I'm watching the show I'm like imagining how the actors be like but it, it seems like they are. <laughs> so we learned that these guys are close friends. What did you guys think of their little interaction in the beginning? I love that. I love the their, you know, their two best, authors, yeah, buddies, yeah. best friends. Peers. That's cool. Yeah. Sure, sure. The author of yeah, Dracula and yeah. Sherlock Holmes. I like. Mm-hmm. It's just like yeah, the the. It's why the conceit of this show drew me in. Is mm-hmm. like, I like to think that these figures were like buds. Childhood best friends, according to this. Yes. Which I'm like, I don't think so, but I haven't read that yet. Right. In his, when they talk about Doyle. But, <laughs> right. But there was a thing that I did read, and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, I don't have my notes. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a thing that um, Doyle and, never mind, I'll just bring it next time. Some other contemporary author of the time, um, like did have a meeting, so it was it was a thing that you know that contemporaries would meet and kind of run in the same circles. Cool. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. Absolutely. Uh, and then we uh, Doyle takes from home, and they find a woman with a stake in her heart. Whoops. So were you guys excited? Was that kind of like oh, episode's kicking off? Oh, for sure, absolutely. <laughs> like, of course, someone's gonna get staked in the Ramstar Grayson. Has to be. Yeah, although I felt like over the whole episode, I felt like the the thought when you see a woman with a stake in her heart, like that's going to set you up to some pretty heavy vampire stuff throughout the whole episode. I felt like we never really got that. Not really. I think. No. Well, I think because we're still, it's being grounded in such reality that's like people pretending to be vampires is as close as we can get. 
kind of to that edge. Which that's actually pretty, like that's a real thing. Though. Oh sure, yeah, I was gonna say there's still people who do that, right? Oh definitely, yeah. yeah. So I was gonna say common. I'm like, no, it's not common, but I mean, it's a thing. It really okay. is a thing. I, I hang out with some guys. Today. You want to hang out? It's <laughs> you cool. Know. You I know what? Buddies. He pointed out, and I, I totally thought of it when I was driving here. I'm like, I didn't bring my fangs, which I do have those. <laughs> do you? I do. I worked at Not Scary Farm, so that's why I bought oh, fangs. Because right. I was a vampire at Not we Scary Farm. We talked about this. Yes. Yep. Wait, are they Three just like years? standard, or are they more like custom fit to your mouth? Um, I only d- was a vampire like a week, and then th- for the first year and the two other years, I did the full time. So I only had the regular ones, but a lot of my co-monster people had the, like, custom ones that they could, like, eat with them. But I thought the ones I had were medium-ish size that you could see me well this way. Because the small ones, you do kind of have to be a bit closer for them to really be, like... You have right. something there. So the I didn't get the, the really big ones are just obnoxious and you can't talk with those and those are probably more on the werewolf category. Are, yeah. yeah. But the medium size are good because you can talk, you get kind of used to it, but I wouldn't eat with them or anything. Sure. That seems so weird to me. Just <laughs> <laughs> I just think you'd ruin them, but right? Uh so then we get Houdini meeting Brom and he's like I am such a big fan. We get so many scenes of like people fanboying out for other people in this show. I love it. <laughs> it's so funny. But I mean, I don't know. Would you do that if you don't, again, if in a world without the internet, in a uh, world pre, I mean, there's, they have information sharing, but not as immediate. Oh, you sure. You could be like, I'm meeting my idol. Yeah, definitely. I'm someone I'm famous. You know? Right. You're big. It, just by yeah, by happenstance, yeah. yeah. And yeah, he mentions even even reading his theater reviews Your in articles. Dublin. Like he's into the deep cuts. <laughs> well it's always interesting when you see somebody that's such a so well established in one profession being so so much of a fan yes. of somebody else in another. Then that's always more fun. And just like the lay person it's cool, but it always seems like when you somebody who's such an expert at something, it's like, Whoa, okay. Well, it's like how you know how it's funny to watch actors freak out about other big actors and they're just like, Oh my gosh and they like they get a fan. <laughs> And then we learned that, yeah, we had the Doyle and Brom have been friends since childhood. Then Stratton starts to question Brom, and then Brom admits that he had a man following him and they'd seen him before. And then we get that threatened scene. What did you guys think of that? Which one's that? The, when the uh, guy broke in Brom's house and he didn't call the police. Too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When he talks f- about fans. He's like, well, it happens. You know. Fans break into my house, but they don't normally threaten me. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, please employ the utmost discretion while yes. you're doing this. Right, yeah, he doesn't Yeah, doesn't want his name in papers even in positive light. Yeah. And so, well, that was kind of a weird breaking. Creepy. Yeah. Right. I'm protecting the innocence, and you're like, I'm just an author. <laughs> yeah, guys, what's going on? You, you Can't you just separate fact from fiction there? Yes, yeah. totally. Mm-hmm. But I do like Houdini just busting him. And it's like, uh, wait, oh, do I create the most famous character in fiction? Or it's like... Uh, yes. Just yeah. clearly trying yes. to poke yeah. and prod. Yeah. Or when great. he says, well, Bram was supportive when I left medicine to write full-time. He's like, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so many good jabs. So we learned that the maid must have been killed by mistake. Uh, and then, yeah, we get mistake. lots of discretion. Yes, and we... <laughs> So I like this trend and Houdini kind of go this guy's a weirdo <laughs> hey. Dora's like well okay he's quirky alright yeah he's really he's got quirky. his eccentricity yes. sure well the glasses alone already just set him like mm, alright those very I love yeah those kind of angular yeah like wall creating little walls <laughs> we never really got to see his eyes in really good light but it looked like his eyes were really light blue which light color eyes are often more sensitive to light interesting mm-hmm. um, the, like, the lighter your eyes are the more sensitive you are to light mm-hmm 
Lisa, I have a friend that Lisa argues that really hard. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and But it makes sense of it. Or I don't know. To some people, if he has a sensitivity to light in general, right. too, so his eyes could just be... Right. Mm. Right. We'd have to pull all the dark... Eyed people and light-eyed people. And be like, <laughs> it's like Horatio Kane in CSI Miami. He always wears those sunglasses all the time, guys. <laughs> we should have seen Bram pull them off. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's exactly. It. Looks like the man was killed by mistake. <laughs> Show crossover. Uh, and then we yeah, so many of the author jokes were that that was the best like boom, <laughs> right. boom jab uppercut done <laughs> out. That was I love that. And then Houdini's like, well, no, you're coming with me. Mm. That's how we solve the problem. Oh, okay, yeah. just come stay at my hotel. And then we got Houdini and his mom, and it's like, why is he here? And she goes, he reminds me of my childhood, and, mm. which was interesting. And I mean, old world, the old world mythologies, and you know, the people on the fringe because you don't know what they're up to. So right, right, easy to associate with the yeah, and yeah, mysticism. yeah, um, yeah. Bram Stoker's kind of put in like this version of witness protection, almost yes. for like they're calling him Mr. Hollister, and yeah. they've got this guard outside his his door. That is all gentlemen. It's guard for your protection. Right. I don't need him. He'll only come. It's like a vampire. He'll only come in if you invite him. That's right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I never will. Yeah, he's like no. <laughs> uh, and then Houdini and Doyle talk to Stratton, and they're like, "You've been a bit cut," and she's like, shows them the threat. And then they're like, well, that is kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she finds a letter that the maid wrote and says that Prom has changed because he's become a vampire. Uh, <laughs> but they see that the maid's been paid a lot and they're like, hmm, that's mysterious. Mm. Yeah, he's he's started to become hostile and mm-hmm. things are definitely... Maybe he broke his no-touch rule. You like that line by Houdini? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Doyle's like, no, don't say that about my friend. <laughs> uh, Doyle talking to the vampire expert. That was funny. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, and then he points out the vampire legends apparently have died out, but Brahms Dracula remade a surgence of them and inspired people. And the protector of the innocents are the vampire hunters. Mm-hmm. And he goes, maybe you should go to the cemetery and go find the vampire cult people there. Yeah, just kick it. That's where you go. Just kick but it to the cemetery. But essentially, because it's like uh, these people, like these vampire the fighters, like yeah. none of them are really, nobody's drinking real blood and like turning into a vampire and coming out of the grave three days later right. as a, as a so Nosferatu. So you're just a murderer. Yeah. They're just, they're they're just, just legit killers. Because they know that they're not... They're it's just... They're buying into the fakeness of that realm as much as the people who are on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, if you kind of go, no, I know they're not real, but I'm going to kill them anyway. <laughs> right. And yeah, they're going to the cemetery. They're yeah. vandalizing graves. They're they're taking people's remains out so they can sleep yeah. in the coffin. They're like, oh yeah, because they're just going to disturb the graves. No big deal. And you're like... Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they go to yeah, back to looking through his stuff. Yeah, uh, and, oh, yeah. Oh, so even the cult like they sleep in coffins. Yeah, and drink cow, cow's blood. Like mm. I, I, I don't know. Would you? I, I've never actually been blood. in a coffin. I but, pig's blood. Yeah. Do you guys hang out and uh, have you ever slept in a car, laid in a coffin ever? Um, I, mean, I stood up at the one at Knott's Berry Farm. Oh, the one the, in the, one the ghost town in the graveyard. Yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, Not the, laid down. There was one. There's a thing that they have sometimes at at haunts where you lay in a coffin and it's like it's like a simulation of 
you know, the the carriage taking you to the grave oh, and then getting wow. buried and stuff like that. I've done that. What? That's, wow. I guess, a vague approximation. That's creepy. <laughs> it's pretty weird. How far do they take? Do they actually lift you out and like put, take you to a plot? No, no, or it's no? just shakes. It's yeah? All, it's, yeah, it's all it's, it's all like a simulator. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. So like you're laying in there and you hear the noises and you hear like someone delivering eulogy and you hear the the carriage kind of carrying you and then you hear like the dirt being shoveled on top of you. Well, that's like the old urban legend and truth that people when they buried them way back when they would actually have bells. Yeah, they would so have a little foot pedal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just in case you weren't dead yet. Never know. Uh, well, you're they didn't know Some yet. people are really deep sleepers. Well, it's the <laughs> side note of this, which I don't know if we'll have a zombie episode if we get ahead of myself on zombie episode. The Serpent and the Rainbow. Do you guys know that movie no. and book? Uh-uh. <gasps> okay, it's the kind of precursor to Skeleton Key. Go watch this movie, guys. Wes it's Craven really did that one, right? Hmm? Wes Craven did that, right? Serpent uh, and the Rainbow? I can't was but maybe it's wild. Skeleton Key is the one with Kate Hudson? Yes. Oh. So Serpent in the Rainbow is precursor to that. It's based on a book, and it's a real thing that they're essentially you would poison your enemy to the point that, like, for all intents and purposes, they are dead. Like, their pulse slows down. They're not breathing mm-hmm. enough, like, registered. And so then you would bury your en- people, your, your enemy would be buried because your enemy's dead, and then they'd wake up underground. Oh, man. And then be the major way to F them up. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. I was like, no, really, that's a thing. So if we get a zombie episode, I wonder if they'll right? do that. But it's a similar idea of like being buried and you're not ready, uh-huh. like you're not dead yet. Sure, it's a really good movie. That's kind of that's but really the, sadistic thing. Like I could just kill oh, you, yeah. but no, instead I'm just going to get you so close to death and then yeah. bury you and then let you wake up and yeah. then yeah. freak out again. Well, because the thing is, in the movie, we're digressing, guys, but we do that on the show too because sure. it's cool topics. You know. um, the idea is they want to get this serum or whatever they make it with and use it for anesthesiology because it would be a great way for putting people under surgeries and bringing them back up Mm -hmm. because it's the same idea as that but of course you know doesn't always go so well in the movies Mm. so anyway uh uh, there we go oh yes Uh, Stratton and Houdini are looking through Rom's stuff and she has her happy husband memory Man, fishing, that's on, a, fishing on Lake Como. And yes, and you learn that's the proposal. And I, this is very not the best taste, but I was like, man, that's the biggest cock block right there. <laughs> what, the storm? Houdini, no, no, just her, like, Houdini's trying to, like, get in, like, leaning close, and then she's just having this memory, and he's like, wow, he really was a great guy. Like, no, nope, you're not getting in. <laughs> I didn't get that he was, like, trying to, like, No, 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 but I mean, in like, her. in general he has, and right. this moment was like, no. You have this person who's not even alive. <laughs> you can't measure up. I don't know. I just had a weird moment where I'm like, "Woo, you're not getting anywhere near that now." Because <laughs> he's been trying. So, well, actually, he's kind of died off. A bit. I think, yeah, he's put on the brakes like, a little bit now. Now that- they're pals. Because remember, later you're best pals in the whole world. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now they really are like siblings. But anyway, that was a random side thought. What do you guys think? Um, and then we get Stratton goes the payment toward the maid. And then they all the team is back together. Like, is it blackmail in the cemetery? Yeah, because they find out he's paying her like an obscene amount of money yes. for just b- being, being a, a maid. compared to other maids at the time. Yes, I wonder how much that forty forty dollars would have been a lot then for sure. Forty was it forty a week? Is that what? Because I think in that ledger it was right. like other maids were like eight dollars, eight dollars, forty dollars. Yeah. Mm. I wonder if the other maids could like pick up and be like, "Dude, you are living well." <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. Right. What's going on? All right. So then, uh, oh. I like that the expert, Doyle points out the expert does not believe in vampires, but Doyle is open to the idea. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, there's scientific proof. And Houdini's like, you just think everything could have that. Right, right, right. And Houdini and Stratton are like, no. 
And I noticed you liked Houdini's next line about immortality. Yes, our, our uh, only path of immortality is fame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And of course, yeah, of course it's Houdini that would say something like that. The guy that's like obsessively chasing yes. fame. But it's true. It's a way to live forever. Absolutely. Like, and it's, it's like he says, it's the only way. Yeah. You know, and that, that'll that come, you know, we'll get to it. That comes full mm-hmm. circle at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Because like your children is one thing, but if you, your image, if you're famous, that is a way you can live forever. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And once again, another jab at Doyle. He said, yes. you know, people will be talking about me for hundreds of years. And you, you, maybe a dozen. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's probably equal <laughs> and in different ways. Well, with a new show, Sherlock, I'd say Doyle's kind of winning that race right now. That's true. Sorry, Houdini. Not so much. (laughs) All right. Then when they find those creepy people in the graveyard... That that felt like uh, Houdini's insult to them was like such a modern insult. It was. Oh, the mom, like, living you in your mom's yes. yes. And you're acting out your fantasy fan fiction. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was like, whoa, that's very modern. Very, very, yeah. <laughs> I think this show takes a lot of liberties on oh, that. Oh, sure, Which, sure. But do you like it or not? I like it. I like it. I think if if anything, if everything was just, like, painstakingly period appropriate, I think that would be, like, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a, there's a reason or there, there's something to be said for heightened, yeah. heightened historical fiction. I, I think it works because they have the modern music as well. Mm. What do you think? It takes me out of it a little, little bit. bit, like, like, the, like the, the the playful jabbing back and forth, you know, just ribbing each other about the you know, other author, authors and stuff. Like that's that so great. I, I enjoy that. Yeah. I think that fits in well. But this, where they're starting, like why, these pop out to me when it's like those, those modern kind of uh, uh, right. results. Yeah. Like, it was, oh. and it, it wasn't only just like modern, but it was so super specific <laughs> to like it's specific. the go-to defense. Yeah, when someone's like trolling you on the internet <laughs> yeah. or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think they d- do a good job on the show, though, that they only do those kind of every so often. Because I, I can't recall the other ones that have happened in the show, mm-hmm. but there have been other ones where mm-hmm. you're like, that feels very modern. Mm-hmm. But they kind of get it in there that you're like, yeah, sure. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they got the people, and then they're... They that the, those people know that the sus- who the suspect is. Mm-hmm. I like how they are so obvious. Yeah, there's this person, and they go... <laughs> right. We need to leave. Yeah, we don't. We don't know that person. Yeah, yeah. It's like, guys, you gotta work on your poker face. But yeah, yeah, they make a point of saying we protect our own. Yeah, yeah. and then they, weirdos, they disappear. Oh, that I just like the, in the reality of that, where it's like, <laughs> let's just get far enough away they can't see. No, run, 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 super fast. Small <laughs> problem. Well, I thought maybe there could have been some tunnels, something yeah. or something. <laughs> Lay down in the grass. Get the leaves over you. <laughs> <laughs> just wearing ghillie suits. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Uh, and then we get Brom has this weird skin thing. Okay, so the skin thing, Do I know later we learn what his condition is, mm. but I almost felt that was like a melanoma, like cancer or something. Mm. Like the skin was gone. Oh, really? What do you guys think? Oh, no, I thought that was like some sort of like a, like a prosthetic or something. But why does he have a piece of skin that's coming off? That's what I mean. I think that that piece was like a prosthetic that he was like taking off. That, I felt that, like that at was, least a that was hole my first in his face. Really? Yeah. What did you think? I thought it seemed like it was some like a, like a hole or something that yeah. it was kind of filling in with the makeup. Yeah. Mm. So because it felt like he was putting putty in makeup, and they commented that he has makeup. So, well, right. Right. But makeup could almost be like a sunblock back then. Mm. I would almost argue because uh. depending on how thick it is, if he has right. Sun. Well, and yeah, b- given the aversion and, and sensitivity yeah. to sunlight, he would be like unnaturally pale. Yeah. I, I would. I'm. I'm thinking. I don't know, but my educated guess would be it's his condition he already has which we'll get to that later but it probably has a cancerous like melanoma something like piece of skin coming off or 
something mm-hmm. like that. That's my guess. Because I, I, you've seen those people, right? That have had like it's their nose that comes off mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like. But what do you guys think? Leave a comment. Let us know. I, oh, we appreciate your comments, by the way. We had a lot on the, um, I don't know if you guys read them yet, but the Houdini and Doyle, like, who's meaner episode. Oh, okay. yes. Love your guys' comments on that one. That was fun to read. Everyone's like, well, I think. And like, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. We love reading those. Those are super fun. Uh, and then we got the skin thing. So Houdini and it sees, uh, talks to his mom, and the mom's like, well, um, Brom disappeared. That yeah. that whole scene was ridiculous, though. Again, much like the the, the culture's disappearing, where she's watching him walk down the street, and then she hides behind the curtain long enough for him to easily just yes. sprint around the sure, corner. Sure, sure, and then sure. when she pops back, pops out, she's like, "Sure, shocked. Wait, <gasps> where did he go? Yeah, <laughs> he like, should have been there this whole time. Like, come on, yeah. is there no object permanence? He doesn't <laughs> walk that slow. Right. Yeah." <laughs> Uh, and then he's Houdini's like, well, he must have left. But and then lo and behold, he's in the room. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, maybe. <laughs> and then the mom and Brom kind of have a little standoff, which I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> I was like, go, go, mom. Then we get more Houdini and mom. I'm just saying, mom, it's the easier abbreviation. Houdini and mom and says she's like, no, I'm certain I saw him. And then the mom's very lonely at the hotel. Mm-hmm. She's homesick, and but she wants to stay where Houdini is. Okay, I'm sorry. This episode is where it got a little too. Come on, come on. It's not like, okay, yeah, like he's like super like loyal and like obviously a mom and boy. It's not even just him. But it's not like, I don't think it's anything weird. Like not like overly weird like you guys think. You should have been watching with Carrie and I because we get done looking at each other watching. (laughs) I don't get like what it is you guys think is going to happen. A little smooch? The way they leaned in. We both looked at each other we're waiting for like, Eve. Oh my God. But it's like head tilt. (laughs) Actually, that would have been funnier if it was a side pack. Oh, yes. (laughs) Just the cheek. Mm. Yeah, it's what do you guys think? Leave a comment. This what do you think? This, I mean, before I can go with Ty's argument that okay, fine, they just have a strong relationship. I'll go with it. But this episode and this scene, I was like, whoo! I, I mean, certainly in real life, they did have a very, very, very close relationship. Uh-huh. But it's one thing to read about it, but then another one see kind it's of weird perf- to act watch. it out. Yes, then yes. you're like, oh, all right. <laughs> you're like, no. No, it's just such a huge jump to make to be like, okay, yeah, so mom is away to be like, wait, are they going to kiss? It's such a huge jump <laughs> to make. The way they were in that shot. No, they okay. weren't. They're holding hands. Leave, leave a comment. They're holding hands know. like leave leaning in like this? Yes. It was, once again, it was so 19... is this an interaction you would do with your mom? No, but it, it's not that weird. I'm just saying it's not that weird, especially in 1901. Why does time period make a difference? Because people weren't that weird about personal space back then <laughs> between their mom, mom and their son. What year okay. did they become weird? <laughs> right? <laughs> what, what, what Probably, well, people are much weirder about that sort of contact now. Sure. Like, back then, like, I don't think that would have been... Maybe they got weirder because there were things that were being weird. What do you mean? Why would it become weird unless something was weird going on? Oh, my God. <laughs> Whatever. I, I, I remember back in college, a buddy of mine saying, like, oh, yeah, I'd, I, at night I'd uh, lay down on, on my mom's bed and give her a back rub. And I always thought that was weird. And I was like, don't ever tell me that story again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know that. Well, that's like the weird, like, well, this one could be cultural. It's mm-hmm. people who kiss their parents on the lips. Yeah. But that's in, uh, e, uh, yeah, Eat, Pray, Lover. Remember, like, someone does that and then somebody else kind of reacts like, well, that's weird. But then it was a cultural thing. And Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, different families just yeah. have different ways of expressing. This is true. Their... But this scene was weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, mom is homesick and he's like, no, I want to stay where you are. All right. And then Doyle's all alone and the lights go out. How convenient. Man. 
that was the theme this episode is candles poof out right 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 where's right. their electricity they have electricity already so do they I thought they did I mean is it that prevalent that everyone would have it in, in Doyle's house Doyle's house you should have it and mm-hmm. then Houdini's mm-hmm. hotel but but you figure like you got to be like really really confident that the wind's gonna blow through. Like I'm gonna open up this window and the wind's gonna blow in and knock it out just in the right moment where yes. I need to come in and surprise right. him. Right. Yes. It's a lot of you know coincidental plan. So Liliana has broken into his home and she appears in the room and she points out that Lachlan McBride is the vampire hunter and she kind of gives the reveal that uh, he killed the maid. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. Wh- what was her reasoning of that one? It was a. Uh, um, Why do you kill the maid? I'm not sure. Well, she she mentioned that the maid was not part of our world, and yeah. so that Lachlan had brought dishonor by killing her. Yeah, that um, was bad. But I think it was because they knew that she was blackmailing Stoker, and so they were protecting uh, him. True. There mm. we go. All right, and then uh, Stratton and Houdini question Brom, and then Doyle walks in, and there's something they doesn't want to admit what's wrong, and then the admits to, okay, the maid has discovered something, but again, Brom's like, I'm not Dolly. <laughs> no. But Doyle, you need to trust. It's not a bad thing. I like that Doyle, though. He does the good friend thing. He's like, do you want to just tell me in private? Mm-hmm. Like, we can ignore them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that's cool. Yeah, his point, is, his point is it's not necessarily important what the secret is. It's the fact yeah. that she's using a secret against yes. him. So you're like, all right. Well, we don't know what it is yet. Mm. Then we get back to Houdini and his mom. And then she's like, I dreamt that you left me forever. And he's like, no, I'll never leave you. And he says he'll go. He will go with her. See, that was the... <laughs> He's like... No. Just like that. Just the head tilts. <laughs> Whatever you guys want to read into it. <laughs> they want to go back and stuff their faces full of saltwater taffy. Yes. <laughs> He's like, well... Or eat ourselves um, sick. And then we get Stratton all alone. And then Knox... Who's at the door? I like her little billy club that's like... <laughs> that's going to do like nothing. What are you going to do with that? <laughs> Who is it? your best pals in the whole wide world. They're that all... was funny. It's yes. just the mod squad now. Now it's definitely they're her brothers for <laughs> sure. And I like he's like I like that you're ready for action. Good girl. That was funny. I'm like alright. Uh, and then yes they have their little group and then you they're like why aren't you ready? Why aren't you looking? You haven't found the address. And then you find out she has her conspiracy theory wall. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Boom. Big old right like there. Zodiac style yes. map. <laughs> Notes and. Yep. She has gotten into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she went through her husband's records, and maybe he's a government agent because he's mm-hmm. near some assassination attempts. What do you guys think? I mean, it, it, it makes sense. I don't know if I know enough mm-hmm. about this this subplot to, to theorize any any further. But yeah, she talks about how like each one of these assassinations, she yeah. found out he's been within fifty miles of it when it happened, mm-hmm. like without fail, every single one. We'll put that in predictions then. Yeah. So yeah, the, they 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 say he's basically he's mm-hmm. trying to stop them, and that's mm-hmm. why he they kind of came after him. Mm-hmm. I do like the while they're looking around. They uh, Houdini does find the Adventures of Tom Sawyer, yes. and uh, wants to hold on to that. He mm-hmm. says, "I like great literature." Another mm-hmm. good slam at Doyle right there. Yes, <laughs> there's a thing we'll come back. So glad you mentioned the book because there's a thing later mm-hmm. that I was waiting yes. for a moment to happen. It didn't happen, and it'll probably happen in the next episode mm-hmm. if it comes back. Uh, and then the map, and they go to McBride's home, and I like that they just go right in. Sure. Yeah. At this point, yeah. And, what's what's the use in decorum? And then here's another episode where no newspaper, no cops. <laughs> right. They're just gonna do it. And Stratton's like, "I'm a police officer. We're just gonna do it." 
Okay. <laughs> well, she <laughs> says she says the police officer thing at the very end. Yes, yeah. that's later too. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I like that they. I know they know he's a suspect, mm. but still, they just break into his house. Right. Well, I mean, like he's a suspect in as much as someone has straight up said, "No, he, he did, did it." it. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Uh, and, and they find all sorts of weaponry. That and, was fun. Yeah, the hammer and the stake and all the that. The gun, the stake gun. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very, nice. Very steampunky. <laughs> yes. And then he is dead and he has a vampire bite. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That was suspicious. And then the real cops show up. I was a lieutenant guy, right? Uh-huh. That's the other name. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah, thank you. I was like, that's the other guy's name. I like that. I'm like, no, the real cops show up. Because they were doing it, but then somebody else had to right. show up. They were doing it a little bit Not kind of outside yes. of the book. Doyle gets a telegram, and Brom is gone. Dun, dun, dun. So the team go down the street, and that Houdini's mom had uh, seen him go down, and... I like their little discussion of nobody knows what goes on behind closed doors. Mm. You don't even know it unless you live with them. Even that, even if you live with them, you don't know. And that, yeah, that, that line, yeah, really, it's not the doors that keep secrets from getting mm-hmm. out. You know, like you could, yeah, you could be as close to someone as you could possibly be mm-hmm. and still have no idea. Oh, yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> they all have their own secrets right. in our little group. This is true. They find Brom, he's drinking some blood. Okay, so I like that his reasoning for drinking blood is I'm anemic, mm-hmm. drink cow's blood. I don't know. I would like to have a doctor person be like, can you just drink blood like that and be okay? Because I know people who are anemic. I've gone through phases of that. And you just take iron. You take, you eat red meat or you take, may they might not have iron tablets, but mm. you can just eat some red meat, which has a lot of iron. Yeah. I don't think just drinking blood. But maybe that's an even more hyper-concentrated maybe. version. I have to ask, like, on the Viking show, we have a guy who's a nurse practitioner, so I'll be like, by the way, yeah. I'll have to ask him that. Because I was like, I just kind of rolled my eyes at that a little bit. What do you guys think of that? Well, why don't we all get some cow's blood? We'll all drink we'll it. We'll find out. We'll see how we feel. We'll find out. Yeah. We'll see how we feel. Test our iron levels. Yeah, like, right. oh, hey, I feel good. There you go. And then Brom's like, man, your te- uh, Doyle's like, man, your teeth look a little funky. It's like, it's like the big bad wolf. Your teeth are so good. <laughs> right. And it's, yeah, yeah, it's something that he's never noticed because as we as we found out earlier, he hates public speaking and it's because he tries so hard to keep his teeth guarded. Mm-hmm. Doesn't talk to anyone. He doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, come into contact with anyone. Yep. And he's like, I've always had bad teeth and they've just gotten worth, worth, worth. I can't talk worse. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So he's sensitive to sunlight. And then I like, he goes, all vampire traits are fiction. Right. I like his like slightly angry moment. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who who would know better than, than the author of Dracula? Yes. And so we learn his blackmail and his condition is tertiary syphilis. Mm-hmm. Yay. Fun, fun. So I know, I know. It's one of the yay. And as I was reading about, like the uh, the cause of death with Bram Stoker, Bram Stoker was either tertiary syphilis or uh, overwork. Is they couldn't quite (laughs) nail it down. So it's like pretty far gap between. Right, I was going to say your um, health deteriorates such that you could die from overwork because of your condition. Yeah, perhaps the combination thereof one leads to the other. Yeah, 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 very well said. So then we're back at the police station, and Maring is like. There, he's questioning our team, and I like that Stratton and uh, I was all be oh yeah still thinks uh, Brahma's a suspect, and Doyle's like, no, I know he's innocent. He's my friend, I know. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that Brahma has broken out. Houdini, uh, we're gonna, I'm like, we're getting towards the end, but blaze through some of these. And I like that Houdini points out, he's like, I've broken out here before. <laughs> Not gonna tell you how, <laughs> yeah. but I yeah. did it. But I like that Doyle goes. 
okay, you don't have to tell me how you did it, but could he do it alone? He's right. like, nope. No, no way. Absolutely not. <laughs> Which was a cute way to be like, okay, you don't have to tell me your secrets, but yeah. right. can Just you do it without help? Throw me around here. Come on. Yeah. Uh, and then the team goes to the cemetery to s- and split up. Number one rule of a horror movie. Do not <laughs> right. split up. That was number one. Yeah. It's like, come on, guys. Yeah, that's like, I'll be right back. Other right. Thing you, you never, never say, I'll be right back. No. And then just whistle. And he's like, I don't know how to whistle. I thought that was All a great Americans. little moment. It was so cool. Yeah, it yeah. was like, because I feel like so much of the show and so much of their interaction has been like, I can do all of these things that you can't. Yes. And so now something as simple as just whistling. And like, you can tell it kills you to even say it. He's like, it. I can't whistle, guys. Come back. <laughs> and they're like, what? You can't whistle? I thought they teach all you Americans. Right. It's the first thing they teach you, yeah. No, can you guys whistle like Not like, like that. Whistle? Not like that, okay. no. I, can't, I, I always wanted to be able to. Yeah, Anybody right? that could do that, I'm like, oh, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. They did it a weird way, too, because I've seen the two. Like, you make the O, and then mm-hmm. I've seen the two, but sure. they did like a single. Well, they I did. The, they did. No, they did oh, the they two. Did that way. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because I can whistle regular, but not using my hands. Right, yeah, I, me neither. I can't I, even do that. You can't whistle? No. <gasps> Apparently you're not an American. <laughs> I'm not. I guess not. I was oh, like, comes full circle, guys. Oh, wait. Oh, that was a weak whistle. I'm like, wait. Can you whistle? Yeah. Well, okay. So when I whistle, because do you breathe out when you whistle? Yes. I breathe in. It's <laughs> Oh, like, ooh. Okay. Sure. Right? Let's just see what else we can do. I can't do it, guys. I can, I can do this, though. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, I have a coworker who did that all the time. All right, so guys, apparently, um, different level. Can you whistle? Leave that a comment. I'd be curious in that one. There you go. Ah, yeah. Send us videos. I, can, I can whistle. Or trying to whistle. Video comment. Leave can you whistle? Yeah, mine is like, oh, depends on, because I've done it where you joke with your friends and you're like, right, right. You know? And I can get it kind of loud, but definitely not in a crowd. I can't be the like, no. Sure. Anyways, so they split up, which proves to be a bad idea. Oh, I was going to say we're getting some more whistles. Yeah, guys. <laughs> uh, Houdini finds the girl with her head cut off, which I was like, whoa. Right. That yeah. was random and cool and creepy. Yeah. And kind of beautiful. Like her face had that porcelain. It was, yeah, mm-hmm. it was, yeah. Like the cinematography. Very well, and yeah, constructed lit. and well yeah. shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he gets hit in the head by a shovel. How convenient. Uh, then Doyle finds Brom in the... Okay, I was totally blanking. What are those called? That's what I was trying to think, because I wrote mausoleum, but I don't know if that's right. Crematorium? Go no. no. I'm going to go with mausoleum. Right. Maybe Because I wrote chamber. Crypt? Yeah. Maybe? I don't know. Sure. Because I was like, oh, there's a word, and right. I know there's a word I, I, I did cemetery. the exact same thing. I'm going to go, yeah, I, mausole- mausoleum might be bigger, so I'm going to go with bigger. crypt. Yeah. I think mausoleum maybe is more people. Yeah. There you go, guys. What do you... Right, right. But it had that know. fire, uh, that furnace inside No, no, no that's a different place. Was it a different... Yeah, that was different. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they ran to oh, that, which oh, looked well, very comedic, by the way. Yeah. Did anybody else think that looked funny when their silhouettes ran over to the... Um, crematorium like no, furnace area. Uh, I don't know the like way their silhouettes not quite but it was just like very cartoonish okay the way it was lit I liked it but it was comedic <laughs> alright uh, uh, the vampires apparently have all left after they heard about McBride because they're like whoa this is terrible. People, well, people are gonna think yeah. it's me yeah. and they're like no it's not us mm-hmm. and then you find out that it is the professor 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 Havens Glenn? Yes. Which we find yes. out as an anagram for Van Helsing. <laughs> which he has like, oh, that's kind of sad that. and cute. I dug that. Yeah. We learned that McBride did kill him and he messed and died. Professor wants to kill Brown because his book emboldened all the Stigoy. Mm-hmm. Stigoy. Yeah, there we go. Stigoy. And you're like, really? Really? 
I feel like this is such like a small, like small, like niche subculture that was like how big how many murders right. are happening mm. that you're preventing <laughs> yeah right yes i agree crazy so the brahm goes i'm gonna just take off because he's like well i won't tell you where houdini is so brahm's like well run and professor chases and then it's like the comedic i don't know maybe it's how wide the shot was i was gonna say i didn't read comedy into any of these scenes. anyway houdini's in a coffin on the ground he whistles and the strand's like whistle again which I've had that before. You you do hear something and you're like, I need to hear it again. Right, 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 like, exactly. Uh, and then he takes his billfold clip, and I was wondering what he's going to do. And that was smart to start like breaking the coffin. Yeah, um, impromptu coffin. Uh, I was going to say they were very shoddily constructed back then. Yes. Uh, I'm, we'll continue with that one because then we jump back to the other people. Stratton starts digging him out, calls Doyle for help. They start digging him out, and then he's <laughs> when he gets out. Of course, he has the one liner. I gotta put this in my show. Yeah. <laughs> gotta put this in my act. And then right before that, though, we got Doyle, the professor, and they run the building, and then there's the furnace, they have the fight. And I like that he goes, Brahm's dead. Then Do you see him go the in? Second, the second you see an unidentified body burning in the furnace, you know it's the professor. Of course. 1,000%. I don't understand, like, the reason to, to draw that out. I don't Right. Like, and it wasn't even like they drew it out that long, either. He should have been like, I don't know. I would have been happier with the I don't know line because he is so factual and, uh, like, I need facts, I need evidence uh, that to be like, he died. <laughs> Did you see? You saw one one set of hands. Yeah, yeah two people were fighting. You only see one person in the furnace. Yes, like, your power of deduc- deduction right, has failed. Right, exactly. It's like your, Sherlock would de- be disappointed right. in you. It's like, no, you need evidence. I was disappointed in the fight, though. I thought uh, I was hoping the Doyle... was a little weak. Uh, yeah, because I was hoping Doyle's boxing stuff oh, right, yeah, right. would kind of come out for that moment. Yeah. But mm-hmm. It was action, work. though. I did like the... Their editing was really good. Cutting between Stratton and Doyle, though. Yeah. That was pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. But I agree. The fight was a little bit like, Doyle, I thought you were a little more athletic. Right. But you do good, man. Yeah. yeah. He, was, he wasn't ready. <laughs> um, and then, then we, yeah, we learned about Van Helsing. And then Doyle asked Brom to inscribe his copy of Dracula. I like mm-hmm. that. Inscribe. The brand new paperback yes. version. Yeah. Just the word inscribe. It's one of those, like, it's like saying um, advertis- advertisement versus advertisement, uh-huh. how they say it. And yeah. then your solicitor, which we don't use that. The same way anymore. <laughs> means your lawyer, right? Yeah. Well, wait. So wait. What do wait? What do you mean? As oh, I just far like how he's like inscribe. Like uh-huh. he didn't say, "Can you sign this for me?" Right. But I think that's a like. I think Americans would say that too. Like, would you to sign would a book? Would you say that? Would yeah. you inscribe this for me to sign a book? I mean, it's it's old fashioned, but I don't think it's necessarily regional. Okay, I, fine. It's old fashioned. <laughs> no, I don't no. know. I don't know. What to <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, not so much. Uh, but then the next scene, when you see uh, Doyle selling that copy off at like a, another bookstore, making a lot of money off of that. No, just kidding. <laughs> I was like, wait. <laughs> he just he turned around. He yeah. flipped that book ah, so fast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he's like, you know, my secret. And good point though. He's like, I'm a doctor, so right. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, oh, how long? And then he's like, his comforting words are, well, your book will live on. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, that doesn't seem like that comforting. No, no. I know. That's, that's what it's like. That's uh, like, oh, it's not looking good, you're man. You're going to go insane. Yeah. Mm, bummer. <laughs> Enjoy it while it lasts. Right. That's pretty much what he's saying. Go have fun. Mm. You're going to die. Uh, and then Houdini is escorting Stratton home. She's like, I don't need some. You don't need to walk me all the way home. And then uh, she admits she found the telegram that her man was getting firearms. Mm. And you're just like, hmm, what's going the gate is ajar. That was a little kooky. Yeah. Like, the gate is ajar. <laughs> yeah. 
right. Uh, and then he's like, the place has been ransacked. And she's like, I'm a police officer. I can go in my own home. He's right. like, well, you're the one who's been attacked. Right, so. right, right. <laughs> uh, and then she's taken all of Benjamin thinks. I was waiting for Houdini to be like, not the book. Because remember, he put it in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Oh, he has the book. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do it. And so I was like, wait. Because they made well, such that a probably, big deal. That probably wouldn't Maybe. have been the right moment to be like, hey, I stole your man's book. No, it would be like, it has all the, that'd be sweet. She's like, all of his things are gone. And be like, I still have this. And then she could be like. I, I also think her, her her focus might have been like, not on the house sweet, but on like, you stole my husband's property. No, she, he knows. She, she, she knows? Yeah, because he's like, I'll give it back. Oh, right, 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 Remember? right. Remember? And she makes such a big point saying that it was her husband's favorite book. So yeah. I have a feeling it could have waiting. some stuff that would yes. help them lead them on the trail. So right. maybe it will come back. Because, I don't know, it was just such a big deal when he took it. So I was yeah. waiting in that moment. No, I think, like, yeah, you're right. I think it'll definitely yes. come back. And so he points out to her they're going to go to Buffalo because he's going to take his mom anyway. Right. But then Houdini goes up to his mom and apparently, which I knew that too. I'm like, she's dead. Which mm. I was like, darn. And the candle goes out, how symbolic. Right. And um, so we were looking up the actual death, and Frank found some inf- info on that. Yeah, she died uh, in New York in 1913, and this series was supposed to take place in 1901. Mm. Uh, Houdini at the time, though, was uh, he was in Czechoslovakia doing a show there when he when he got word oh. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was talking, we were talking about that. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he wasn't there, right? And so he got it, he had to hear about it by telegram, which was worse. So now we get to see Houdini spiral down because. Okay, there we go. This will go into predictions. We'll go into predictions real quick. In your After Buzz TV predictions. Okay, so this is going to be... I'm going to jump on this one real quick because I'm mm. like, well, facts versus fiction. We know Houdini gets obsessed with the afterlife and all the talking to the dead after his mother dies. So mm. I wonder how much the show is going to focus on that because that was such a big thing to him. He's like, I need to talk to my mom. Can anybody prove that they can do it because he wants to communicate with Interesting, his mom. Interesting, yeah. So will the show go into that? Because that's that's like the other huge, like him doing magic and that is like the two big things I would say he's really known for. Well, at least from the, the trailer for next week, it seems like uh, Thomas Edison's involved uh, and uh. he has some kind of device that allows perhaps uh, being able to talk to the mm-hmm. other side. But it just feels, just from those clips that we see, it still seems like Houdini's like, you know, jokey, shticky guy That's what too. I thought. That's exactly yeah. what I thought, yeah. He's not quite in Like, morning. not really, yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. But I think I, what I, because I thought that exact same thing, but I figure, I think we'll get a scene where it's like, he's very obviously putting on a facade. Like, uh, nope, I'm fine. Let's get on with it. Next shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, also, can we talk a little bit about the inscription that we saw in that that when Bram Stoker forever inscribed the book? Yeah, forever. I love that that kind of tied into tied into the whole fame and immortality uh, kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Like he'll live on yes. through all this. Yeah, they all did, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. Watching it now, it's so meta. Yeah. Right. It's like, well, actually, y'all did. Yeah. We all are still talking about you today. Just like Stratton, because right. yes. Stratton went on to do so much. Yeah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you oh, know. So Who, there we go. Speaking of Stratton. What do you think? Her, what's the deal with her husband? Make a, make a wild guess prediction. I know we don't really know anything about him yet. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel like on on the surface, it's it's got to be what they're talking about the fact that he was trying to put an end to this to this okay. anarchist. But maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe the twist is that he was the one doing the he was the assassin. Okay, I'll go wild and say the husband's still alive. Interesting. Yeah, you're going to find out at the end he's going to come back. Okay. They think that they solved everything. I feel like it could be open then all of a sudden for Dini's like, oh, we've put this aside. Maybe I could get together and the husband pops up. But she found his body. Did she? 
Yeah, she said we, she found him. He was hanging. Oh, from that's, the ceiling, right, that's right. That's right. That's right. Could be staged. Could be. Never uh, know. Could be staged. <laughs> we sure. talked about poison that makes yeah. you look like you're near death. Yeah. Uh, my, I'm gonna go counter to your argument, and I'm gonna say that he is. I'm gonna go with he is a bad guy because mm-hmm. they had the you don't really know your anybody about anything kind of moment, right. and she had a thing where she's like, good point. Mm-hmm. So she had a moment. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. Her husband is the assassin. Is the assassin, yeah. Maybe isn't pure evil, but is a murderer. Like, maybe he was doing it for a cause kind of a thing, not just, like... He's not a serial killer, but he probably was... He believed in his cause, whatever that was. In 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 the anarchist philosophy? Yeah. yeah. Sure. And real quick, if you think, like, Houdini does have a moment where he kind of breaks down, who do you think he'd break down to? Doyle or Stratton? I don't know. I feel I like... I want my bromance. We'll go with I, Doyle. I feel like he wouldn't do it to either. You don't think so? No, uh-uh. I feel like he he has to keep his guard up between both of them, both out of a sense of competition with Doyle yeah. and out of a sense of, of trying to Manly. impress Stratton. Yeah. yeah. This, yeah, this sort of machismo kind of... Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, Doyle's... But, I mean, not that he's, like, wept openly in front of Doyle, but he's, he's been a little vulnerable about, about yeah. his wife and stuff being yeah. in a coma. It might, it might take some pulling. I think it, it might take Doyle asking, like, a bunch... For him to finally come out with something, yeah. yeah, or he'll catch him and then he'll be like, "All right, right, I right, gotta right, admit, sure." This is really hard on me. Mm. Blah, blah blah. We'll see. Ooh. All right. Oh my gosh, that covers up this exciting episode and uh, covers up wraps up. I was like. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for watching. Make sure to give us a thumbs up on YouTube. Please comment down below. We love reading your comments. Five stars on iTunes. And then, uh, gentlemen, why don't you tell our awesome audience where they can find your awesome sales? Uh, I am at Ty Matthews PMA on pretty much every form of social media. Uh, you know, all your, your Facebooks and your Twitters and your Instagrams and Snapchats, all that good stuff. Same thing all across the board because I value consistency. Uh, I'm on various <laughs> other after shows, including Monday Night Raw, American Ninja Warrior, and Lucha Underground. So check that out. Uh, you can check out my wide array of whistling videos. Uh, <laughs> you can't. Wow. Of, that uh, Frank Moran whistles. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't yeah. take that Dominion, guys. I'm, gonna, I'm locking that one down. Don't do it. Don't you dare do it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie, and you can check me out with Box Office Breakdown with Carrie uh, on Monday nights at 10 o'clock. Yes, and uh, again, my name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D Lane. That's K A R I D L A N E. And I'm in Box Office Breakdown with Frank on Monday nights at 10. And then uh, Tuesdays, Hunters, and also tomorrow we're starting um, Dead of Summer. I was like, what's the name of that one? So another kind of horror one, uh, which will be fun and exciting. And Wednesdays, Vikings. Uh, again, thank you so much for watching. We really appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe to um, AfterBuzz and all the social media platforms because we cover, obviously, we cover a lot of crazy, awesome shows, and you don't want to miss out. So, again, thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 